0: Come on in, y'all, share and notify. Listening to the Manifesting God Podcast with your host Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God. And you are listening to the Manifesting God Podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining me on this evening. So good to see you all. So good to see you all, and I pray everyone as well. Because yes, you have been in my prayers. Happy Monday evening to you. The podcast is on on Mondays at seven p.m. So good to see you all. I was finishing up comprehension testing on last week, so yes, you may now call me doctor. You may now do that. I best first try. God, thank God. Thank Thank God. Thank God that's done. Thank God that's done. So now we move on to our dissertation phase and we move on to just writing the novels as we have been so far, but it's so good to see you all. And I'm so glad that, you know, you're, that we're happy. We're happy to be alive. You know, in the world, this is a season of Thanksgiving, but to those of us who know God every day is a season of Thanksgiving. Every day that we wake up in the morning is an opportunity to tell God thank you it's an opportunity to live out the life the breath that he has placed in us to live it out so that other men and women will be drawn to him get over the first Peter 3 get over to first Peter. Three. This is where we're going to start at. We're going to find our anchor scripture here. And we just, I just want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today to remember not only who you are, but whose you are. And sometimes we can make Christianity out to be the most difficult thing to perform. But can I tell you today that God has given us everything that we need to do what he would have us to do in the earth realm. He's given us everything that we need to bring glory to his name, to show forth his power in the earth realm. 1 Peter 3 and 18, it says there, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. After, after being made alive, he went and made proclamation to the in spirits verse 20 says and i'm in the international version to those who were disobedient long ago when god waited patiently in the days of noah while the ark was being built in it only a few people eight in all were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you. It now saves you. Also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but listen to this, but the pledge of a clear conscious toward God, it saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 22, who has gone into heaven and is and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. And powers and submission to him. Go back to verse 21 again. And this word, it symbolizes Baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're going to talk today about the pledge of a clear conscience. The pledge of a clear conscience. What does that look like? What does the pledge of a pure conscious look like? How do we know if we've submitted to such a pledge, to such a commitment of a pure conscious? Well, uh, today I wanna talk about one of the tools. It's something that most of us don't like, but it's a tool that Nehemiah actually shows us that can help us to secure our pledge of a pure conscious, our pledge of a pure conscious. Go to Nehemiah 1. I know you're thinking to yourself, how does this tie in? Nehemiah was a builder. How does this tie in with a pledge of a pure conscious? Well, you know what I'm about to say, stick with me. Cause you know, I'm going somewhere. You know, I'm going somewhere and I'm taking you with me, Nehemiah 1 and 1. It says, the words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaliah, in the month of Kislev in the 20th year. While I was in the citadel of Susa, Hananiah, one of my brothers came to me from Judah. With some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that has survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. This is what I questioned them about. Now, think about this. I'm gonna pause right there because I want you to write write all in your Bibles. Write all write on that hard. You got your paper Bible. Write on that. Make a note in your Bible. Let's let's um, put in what these words mean. Judah, we know, means praise. Remnant, it means. Deliverance or escaped portion. Then you have exile. These are key words I'm pointing out to you. Exile means capture. And then let's just highlight that word Jerusalem. And it means the foundation of peace. The foundation of peace. Now let's reread this verse with the meanings of the words. Hananiah, one of my brothers came from, praise Judah with some other men, and I questioned him about the Jewish delivered or escaped portion that has survived the capture, and also about the foundation of peace, Jerusalem. Verse 3 says, and they, I'm sorry, not an and, but they said to me, those who survived exile, the capture, are back in the province province is a jurisdiction. So those who survived the capture are back in the jurisdiction, however, are in great trouble and disgrace. They are back home. They survived the capture, but they are, and they're in their, they're back home in their jurisdiction. However, they are still, still in great trouble and even disgrace. Why is this? it's because the wall of jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire let's go back and redefine some of these words to know what they're saying we already know that exile means capture we understand that province is jurisdiction but when it says there uh the wall the wall there a wall represents protection a wall represents security and separation. A wall represents a divide. It represents a divide. And we know that Jerusalem is a found, means foundation of peace. Now, gates, we know that's representative of an opening or a door. So now let's reread it. They said to me, those who survived the capture are back in the jurisdiction are in great trouble and they're in disgrace because their protection their protection of their foundation of peace is 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 broken down is broken down and its opening its doors have been burned with fire So they're they're back in their place of jurisdiction. They're back, they're out of capture. They are in their place of jurisdiction. However, even though it's their place of jurisdiction, their place that they govern, they're in great trouble and they're in disgrace because they have no protection. Their wall protection is missing and their foundation of peace, Jerusalem. What happened? The gates are broken down. Their doors have been burned with fire. Nehemiah says in verse four, when I heard these things, I sat down. I wept for some days. I mourned and I fasted and I prayed. I interceded before the God of heaven there's an understanding that we must gain from what Nehemiah is telling us here. Natural walls can be a structure made of varying materials. They represent separation. i told you that, security. And even for some, they can represent imprisonment. For some, they can represent Imprisonment to most of us, walls. When I say borders, when I say separation, when I say divide, we immediately start to think of I'm being imprisoned, I'm not being permitted, I'm not being permitted to socialize, I'm not being permitted to go outside of a certain boundary. However, spiritual walls are God's word and can represent for us security, protection, separation a divide and a boundary, a boundary. For example, in Exodus 14 and 21, as Moses led the children of Israel out of captivity, it says, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it in to dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water a natural wall of protection is with god put around them it's what he put around them on their right and on their left they were secured by a wall that was created by god from a natural substance it protected them. And not only did it protect them, it moved and it showed them the dry land, the path to the other side. Walls can sometimes be God's instruction to how to get to the other side. Don't always fight the walls. Sometimes they're securing your path. But then we see also when Satan went to attack Job. And it says here in Job 1 and 10, this is what Satan said to God, "Have you not put a hedge around his him and his household, a spiritual wall of protection?" This is what the hedge was. Was there a physical hedge around Job? No, but there was a spiritual Hedge around him a spiritual wall, a spiritual divide against him, and demonic forces where the Lord himself was protecting him, he put a spiritual wall around him, and everything that he had he this is what Satan said, You bless the work of his hands so that his flocks and his herds are spread throughout the land, so job had a spiritual wall around him. how many of us have ever experienced god's spiritual wall around us where the enemy could not come nigh our dwelling he could come he could not come near our home near our children near near our work everything that was assigned to our hands was under god's protection is under God's protection, a spiritual hedge. When one thinks about being walled in, when we think about being separated, when we think about being divided from, it's always made to be a bad thing. But I'm here to point out to you, if you're viewing it as a bad thing, more than likely you're also viewing it as something that's happening to you against your own will and against your own purpose so it's something that's keeping you from doing what you would do It's something that's keeping you from living as you would prefer to live but see i'm here today to challenge that thought pattern because in order to understand the pledge of a pure conscious we must understand the value of boundaries the value of separation the value of divides the value of walls we must understand their place their role in helping us to secure our pledge of a pure conscious. Take a look. I want you to just take a quick look at the value God puts on a divide or a separation or a wall. Go to Genesis 1. And I'm in the King James Version. Go to Genesis 1. Go to Genesis 1. Genesis 1 and 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Verse two, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Verse three, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Verse four, and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided, he separated, he placed a wall between the light and the darkness. Come on, go to verse five. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So he named it. God called the light day and the darkness night. Here's what you want to note here. You're like, what does this have to do? Come on, stay with me. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. What we want to note here is that we see we see a divide we see a wall and then we see a name and then we see a name first thing we note a divide a separation or a wall no wall no divide no separation no identity no identity even god does not trust and an identity to something, to someone that he can't separate, someone that cannot live in a divide, someone that can't live with walls. You're not trusted with an identity. We see it clearly right here in his word. He sat there, he looked at, the, he saw the light, Once he once he said, let there be light, and there was light, he saw the light. He even said that it was good. He sees your light. He even says that it's good. However, now he's got to divide that light from darkness. The light from darkness. Now, once he divides it, then he names it. Then he names it. And he calls the light day and the darkness he calls night, but he had to divide it before he could give it an identity. So you don't wanna be separated. You don't want a divide. You don't like walls. This is the hindrance. This is one of your many hindrances. This is one of your many hindrances to your pledge of a pure conscience because without the separation, Without the divide, there can be no identity. God cannot trust you with an identity because you will not even allow him to separate you, to put a divide between you. Some of us die, want to die when God does with us like he does with Job, like he did with Job and places a hedge around him so that the enemy cannot touch him or his works or his children or his children's work or anything that concerns him we would just utterly want to die because god has separated us he has put a divide a wall between us and what is evil and we completely pass out when he makes our path narrow when he makes our path narrow as he did the israelites so that we could walk through and our path could be guided we so we pass out at the mere thought of being walled in to a strict path where we can't go to the far left like we want to or the far right that we want to know we must walk through on that same dry land that he has made paid for us by uh by uh, creating the natural wall of water around us to make sure that we stay on that path lest we drown, lest we drown. Let's continue. Acts 6, I mean not Act 6, I'm sorry, I'm in verse 6, the same chapter in Genesis verse 1, and it says, And God said, Let there be a firmament extended a firmament is an extended surface a solid expanse a firmament considered by hebrews it was considered solid and support it is in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters more division even after he divided the waters he separated the waters once again divided the waters from the waters. What does that tell us? That tell us that separation and division is continual. He will keep on doing it. He will separate the water from the water. He will separate the firmament from the firmament until he gets to the core of what he is trying to use. Verse seven says, and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so, and God called the firmament heaven. So he put a solid support system firmament firmament, heaven above our heads. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Here's something else we want to note. Note number two, not now. And if if there, notice this now, if there is no divide, We know this now, if there is no divide, there is no wall no wall, then there is no foundation to rest the separated identity on. There is then a collision. See, the water represents cleansing and refreshing. There is then a combining of the two rather than the firmament, the refreshing or cleansing above and beneath. So he put the firmament above, he called it heaven, and he puts the firmament beneath. Again, there is no cleansing, no refreshing, resting above my head, resting above my identity and beneath the firmament that my identity rests on. So I've got refreshing above my head and I'm resting, I'm standing on refreshing. I'm standing on it too. So, you know, number three, we can miss the creation of a second day, a new day. We can completely miss it where he says in verse eight here, the, the evening and the morning were a second day. We can completely miss that with the division or separation or the wall. Not only is identity created and refreshed above and beneath, here comes the introduction of a new day, a new day. So no matter the situation or the circumstance, no matter that I'm walled in on either side, if I can tolerate, if I can remember that God has already created a firmament above my head called heaven, a place of refreshing above my head, then I know a new day is coming. A new day is coming, you know, sidebar here. So you want to rebuild. Just a sidebar here. For those of us that are in the rebuilding process in our ministries, I'm talking to leaders here, we're in the rebuilding process of our ministries. Building a wall is essential to the rebuilding process. Yeah, I'm in Nehemiah, so you know I had to mention this. The building a wall, I was in Nehemiah earlier, I'm sorry, and so I have to mention this. It is essential to the process. Building a divide, building a separation is essential in the, the rebuilding. Rebuilding process without the security or the hedging in that the wall represents, we're setting ourselves up to be invaded by the enemy. Have we not already seen that? So take the time in your rebuilding process to begin with first rebuilding the wall, rebuilding security, rebuilding a divide, fencing in, securing in what. Is God what is God okay? Next, next time, I'm gonna continue verse 9. And God said, Let the water, I'm in Genesis 1, let the waters. Under the heavens, be gathered together in one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. This is what I was referring to when I said there's a solid foundation of the firmament. The Hebrews refer to it as a solid support. God calls it. I created the firmament and I put it above, and it's heaven. That's a refreshing above my head. And then here it says, and God called the dry land earth, and gathered together the waters. He called seas. And God saw that it was good. Verse nine is where the dry land appears. So I have support under my feet and I have refreshing over my head. Verse uh, 10 again says, and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the water, he called seas and God saw that it was good. Note number four, separation, divisions or walls provide a dwelling place there is a dwelling place he did he got here in these scriptures we see that he did divide you see the word several times he divided and then he called he divided and then he called and in this particular case we see that after so much uh separating and dividing and identifying that now the dry land he calls it Earth, he calls it earth. So separation and division and walls do provide a dwelling place. I know it may not feel like a dwelling place for some if they they call it an enclosed place they may feel like they're trapped like i told you walls to some people don't always represent the freedom that truly or the security that they truly are some people feel in prison but i'm here to tell you today if you have borders around you if you have a separation around you a divide around you you ma'am sir have a dwelling place, a secured dwelling place. Note number five, we can't miss the gathering of the waters being now the seas, a gathering of refreshing, a gathering of cleansing in a dwelling place this is what he's saying in verse 10 and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas so we can't miss that that gathering place of refreshing and cleansing he put it right in the dwelling place so any place that God secures you in there will be a refreshing and a cleansing. So you don't have to be afraid of enclosures. You don't have to be afraid of separations. You don't have to be afraid of divides, for these are part of the foundation of you securing your pure conscience. It is part of your securing your pure commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's your security. It's your security. So now, not only is refreshing coming above me in my identity and I'm resting in a place of refreshing and cleansing spiritually, now it's even in the earth. It's even in my natural dwelling place. Yeah. Yeah. There's a refreshing and a cleansing in my divide. There's a separation. There is a cleansing and a refreshing in my separation, in my walled in place, not just spiritually, but naturally there is a refreshing for you. My prayer for you today is that God will open your eyes so that you would be able to see your place of refreshing there is a brook nearby you that is meant to refresh you that is meant that is meant to cleanse you that is meant to provide you relief it's as near as your hand can touch, can touch. Verse 11 says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it it was so, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielded fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Can we agree with God? Because we, this says he did it. It was good. So that means it's here already for us today. We can see and have it today. So note number six says, in my In my divided place, in my separated place, in my walled-in place, therein lies my identity, my foundation above and beneath and within of refreshing and cleansing. And yes, guess what? Provision. And provision. See, the wall is a necessary amenity when you're rebuilding because without it, your provision is at stake. Without it, no one, no one, you know, listen, no one ever considers division would include being, uh, would include um, being rolled in. No one ever associates provision with being separated. Not many of us sep- uh, 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 align provision in a place where we feel confined. We feel confined, but I'm opening your eyes now and decreeing and declaring your eyes that you will begin to see the wide open space that God has put before you and the provision that he has carefully laid out for you and the refreshing that he has put position just just near your hands so that you don't feel as if in don't allow the enemy to trick you and tell you that you're in a barren place. I'm telling you, God is going to open your eyes to all that he has laid out before you because there is provision where you sit right now. There is a refreshing where you sit right now. And it's above your head and you're standing on it as well. There is, there is an, more than enough to meet your needs. Division the the vision does not mean a lack of provision. It does not mean that provision is inside the walls. It's inside the walls. Let's go back to Nehemiah. Go to Nehemiah 2. Go to Nehemiah 2. Go back. In verse 5, it says, Nehemiah says, and I answered the king. And he, this is after he goes to the king. He's prayed. He's been fasting. Remember now, we just got done sh- li- uh, listening to what God, what God thinks of of divide, what God thinks of separate, what God thinks of a um, wall, of, of, of what God thinks, how God uses it, how he pictures it. And this is a lot of times what we lack, we think of things outside of how God defines it. And what we wanna do tonight is align our understanding with what God thinks of it. We, we must begin to align our thinking with God's way of thinking because the world system has so infiltrated us that we don't always um, see God's provision that's right in front of us because we're too busy looking at the walls of water that have us closed in. So we're thinking that we're in a boxed in place as a punishment when really we're in a Fenced in a place as a means of protection. We're in a, a clear pathway towards our destiny and purpose rather than in a sea about to drown. We don't we don't see, we don't, we don't pay attention to the dry land that we're standing on, and we don't even pay attention to the water that has now become walls. To guide us, we don't pay attention to the cloud that is over our head, of uh, guiding, uh, giving us light to walk across. All we see is that we're about to drown. And that's not how God sees it. So we must begin to see things and understand the way God understands. So we're decreeing and declaring that you will now begin to comprehend God's thoughts. You will begin to comprehend what God, how God thinks. And you will begin to think like he thinks and see it as he sees so that you can speak it as he said it. Okay, so now we're in Nehemiah 2, and we see that Nehemiah he's talking to the king now, and the king king is basically asking him, What is it that your that your issue is? And he's telling the king in verses five, six, and seven that I want to go see about the exiles that have returned back to Jerusalem. And so the king, he he asked the king for what he needs, and the king actually gives him what he needs. In verse 8, it says, Nehemiah asked him, he said, may I have a letter to Asaph, keeper of the royal park, so he will give me timber to make the beams for the gate and the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence I will occupy. And because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my request. And then Nehemiah says, so I left from him, I left from him. I left from him. The king sent an army with him in verse nine, he sent a cavalry with Nehemiah. And so, again, I say, So you want to rebuild the scriptures, tell us in Nehemiah one and four that he sat down, he wept, he mourned, he fasted, and he prayed. And when he got up, though, he began the rebuilding process with the wall. We understand now that the wall represents a security. It represents protection, it's a separation, it's a divide, it's a boundary for God's people. And without the wall, without the divide, without the separation, there can be no identity or foundation for said idea to rest on. Nothing. You have nothing to rest on, you have nothing to rest on. No refreshing above and beneath, or within, no prevision no provision. Now we can continue. Listen now, we can continue to pretend that all of these things are in place. We can. We can pretend to act like, oh no, I got it all under control. I am serving God with a pure conscience. I've got it under control. My, I'm, I'm loving. My the boundaries that God has set around me, God, I'm loving the way God is protecting me. We can pretend that we have it all in place, but let me tell you something: when we get to our own sandballot and Tobiah, as Nehemiah did, the weaknesses and the gaps in our rebuilding processes, they're going to become very clear. They're going to become very clear. Oh yeah, you will get your own sandballot, your own Tobiah, to show up and frustrate your work and frustrate your work, and if you have not made up your mind, as Nehemiah did, that these walls must be built to secure my place of peace, then you're going to miss the promises, and your promises are going to be deferred. Is going to be deferred see listen here we'll will listen you have to be you have to consider are you going to be able to stand as nehemiah did and continue to work you know to do so the work cannot be built in the flesh it can't be built in the flesh it's not about self-gratification see because what's going to happen is the tests are going to come going to come to show which one it is the tests are going to come to show if you've allow your uh, pure conscience to be uh, walled in so that it could be secured. The tests are going to come. that are going to tell the truth. See, what's going to happen if the walls are not secured? If the walls are not properly built? If the separations and the divides are not properly in place? Much of the same, the pride, the arrogance, it's going to be in your foundation and your rebuilding process. because we've just come through something where God had separated us alone to himself so that we could come to actually know him because so much and so many people had gotten in the way of that. And so now he's ushering us back into his presence one-on-one. And he's telling us today that I desire that you serve me with a pure conscience. But to serve me with that pure conscience, I first need you to know how to to protect your pure conscience. Now I'm going to fence you in and put a hedge of protection around you, but I can't trespass your choice. So you must consciously make a decision to stay within the walls, the boundaries, the separations that I speak to you through my word, so that your pure conscience can be protected. Because guess what? Everybody's not rebuilding a wall, a security around what's God as Nehemiah did. Everybody's not rebuilding in that same manner. And if we're not careful, we're going to end up back in the same shape, the same condition, and worse than we initially started if we don't know how to secure our pure conscience. If we're resistant, If we're resistant to the walls, the boundaries that Christ has set around us because we desire to do things our own way, we desire to walk in our own will and our own purpose, then we will only find that what was swept out and clean now seven more have come. Besides the one divine force that was there, he now went and got more and came back to that place to reside because we did not secure our pure conscience. And the first step to securing our pure conscience is accepting separation, a divide, and boundaries. Why? Because God calls them good. And God uses them to give us, to trust us with identity. And then after he's trusted us with the identity, now he can trust us with provision. Now he can trust us with refreshing above our heads and a support on our under our feet but we first we first must accept the responsibility of the separation that is the only way we're going to be able to guard our pure conscious we must die to ourselves and our own desires if we're going to live in Christ. It is a question that not many are willing to answer and we see that today as we rush back into our normal, not understanding that God no longer wants that. Why? Because that is without boundaries. That is without walls. That is without separation, meaning that has no identity, meaning that is not a pure conscious. meaning he does not want that. He does not want that. See Nehemiah 2 says it like this in verse 17. Then I said to them, Nehemiah said to the people, you see the trouble we are in Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire come let us rebuild the walls of jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace what am i saying to you today come on let's build our pure conscious and then christianity will no longer be in disgrace if we can move about in the earth realm and with a pure conscious a guarded conscious a separated conscious a conscious with a divide a conscious with boundaries now we can move through the earth room with our identity, with provision, with refreshing. And we are no longer in disgrace. Nehemiah also told them in verse 18, I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king said to me. And the people said to them, let's start rebuilding. So they began this good work. So back to, let's full circle it back around to 1 Peter 3 and 21. And this water symbolizes the baptism that now saves you. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It will save you. God, when he returns, when Jesus returns, he is looking for, he is looking for a believer with the pledge of a clear conscience, to pledge a clear conscience, a rebuilding process is now required. That rebuilding process begins with walls, separations, and borders. There is value in walls. There is value in protection and security god thought so much of the division the walls the borders that he began when he began to create he used division he used divides he used walls he used separations he used separations. he separated he divided he put walls and borders and the carnation of firmaments. he did this we too we too have the power to recreate we can recreate if our consciences are not clear if we're unable at this point to honestly say that we are serving god through a pledge of a clear conscience, then let's recreate your conscience then. let's do that we were made in his likeness and his image so we must begin to recreate what what, are we, what am i recreating prophets? oh you're going to build back up the walls that you tore down that god built you're going to put the borders back in place that God that God put there, but you removed. You're going to put the separation back in place that God put there, but you removed. Yeah, you have some work to do. Being made in the likeness and image of Christ, you cannot be afraid of separation. You can't be afraid of a divide or of putting up walls and borders. Because guess what? Now you understand their purpose. Now you understand their security. Now we understand why at times we are bombarded by the enemy. Look, look, look for the hedge that you tore down. Look, look, look for the borders that God put up that you moved aside. Look for the hedge of protection that God put around you, but you climbed through. This come, There is a time, there comes a time, where what what you were doing at that time and in that place is no longer acceptable to God. And we're at that time. We're at that time and we're at that place. We're at a time where God is requesting now, I want a pledge of a clear conscience. I want a pledge of a pure conscience. And in order to get that pure conscience, I have, I have spiritually walled you in. I have spiritually put, uh, I have naturally put the walls of water on each side of you as I did the children of Israel. I have naturally cleared the pathway for you, but you keep insisting that you can walk through the water. And you have yet, you have yet to see that you're about to drown. Turn around and stay on the clear path that God has already provided for you, because in that path, in that place is your identity, in that path and in that place is your provision in that path. And in that place is your refreshing, it's your refreshing, it's your refreshing. God has that place just for you. He created that place already just for you. How long are we going to kick against the prick and try our best to recreate something that God has already created? So what you can do right now, since you want to work so much, you are want to put those borders back in place that God put around you. Since you want to work so much, what you're going to do is you're going to put those separators, move those separators back where God placed them at. If you want to work so much, what you're going to do is you're going to learn to walk the path that God has already made clear for you. And if you feel like you need a refresh in your hands, happy would they be if they feel after him. Just feel to your your right or to your left a little bit. I promise you there's refreshing right there. There's provision right there for you. I promise you, if you just sit still long enough, you will even see the shade that he's put above your head that you can rest under. I, I understand that. It seems a little hard. Christmas time is coming. I'm not feeling like I got much to be thankful for. I'm thinking that, you know, I'm not working right now. I understand those challenges, they do come. But I'm telling you today that God is gonna open your eyes because I asked him to. He's gonna open your eyes so that you can see, so that you can see what he has placed before you to supply all of your needs just according to his riches and glory, just just, just a a little according to his riches and glory, what he's already provided for you. No more fear of walls, of borders. They're your security. No, No more fear of divides. In them lies your identity. In them lies your provision. So you rest easy now. I command your spirit to rest easy now in your place of provision. Rest easy. Rest easy now in your shade. Breathe. Come on. Breathe. 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 Breathe in your place of identity. Believe in that place. There's refreshing over your head. Come on. I see the light of rain falling on you right now. It's refreshing you right now. Rest easy in it. Rest. There is no no sorrow that God does not that Jesus doesn't know and cannot bear there is, there is no heartache that Christ himself can't can't feel a comfort there is no loss that he cannot get that he cannot uh, hold you through he's a god of a uh, provision hes a, Jesus has lived as we did there's nothing you cannot feel that he cannot feel so he's asking you today to trust him, trust his boundaries, trust his boundaries, trust his head, trust his head. Then you to can pledge a clear conscience. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you today that you're our Lord, you're our Savior, and you're our Deliverer. I thank you, God, that you keep us through danger, seen and unseen. And I thank you that you are our provision. And I command today, God, that the eyes of those that are listening to me would be opened throughout the earth. Their eyes would be opened and they would begin to see begin to see the provision that you have laid out before them. I command today the God that they would that their trust would be in you and only you. For you provide us with identity, you provide us with refreshing, you provide us with security. And I command their eyes to be open to see the wide open space that you have that you have hedged around us and i thank you god that you're a god that provides all of our needs according to your riches and glory and i thank you that you're meeting all of our needs right now so that we so that we can pledge a clear conscience toward god and i thank you today for being our lord our savior and our deliverer in jesus name i pray i thank you I thank you all so much for joining me on this evening. And I do hope to see you all um, on next week. Should you decide to settle into this podcast, I encourage you to do so. The information is on your screen. Bless this podcast. If this podcast has blessed you, bless it bless what blesses you increase what increases you and go over these scriptures go over first peter and three read your bibles go over these scriptures go over nehemiah one go back to genesis one i'm pointing out to you what God is saying. I'm pointing out to you what the word of God is saying for your life in simplicity. And until I see you on next Monday at 7 p.m., don't ever let go. Good night, everybody. Love you much. You're in my prayer. If you're under the sound of my voice, I am praying for you. If you're under the sound of my voice, share yeah, you. iHeartRadio, Radio, I'm praying for you. iTunes, I'm praying for you. Pandora, I'm praying for you. Podbean, I'm praying for you. If you're under the sound of my voice, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Discernment is yours on this week. You're going to see the provision of God. You're going to see the manifestation of God. He's going to show you what was right in front of you all along. Be blessed. Be blessed. Season for you is getting ready to change. I know you've been taking so much time and pointing out the negative. Bring the music down for one quick second. I know you've been pointing out the negative.